It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tecmo World Wrestling. It's your call from the opening bell to the final pin. Welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. I forget, you guys like wrestling or not? I like stories about wrestling. I don't like wrestling. I mean, yeah, not really. When I was, when I was a kid, I was a WWF fan back in those days, but uh, that was it. When did you fall off, Joe? What, what, what do you remember? Like, who was the world champion at the time? I mean, I don't remember really a lot of details. It was really, I was very young. My older brother was into it. But, like, I remember, you know, Stone Cold. I remember Triple, Triple H, uh, you know, Undertaker, Kane. He's the commissioner now, right? Triple H? Yeah. Yeah, he, like, runs things behind the scenes now. He doesn't. I mean, he still makes appearances on the show, but he doesn't wrestle. No, yeah, I thought I figured that was the case. Yeah, no, because you know sometimes they have commissioners, yeah. right? That like oh, aren't don't have any actual official capacity, but they act like commissioners on the They're show. Part of the story, yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's the Gary Bettman of the WWE. Yeah, that's happened a few times, and it's like that guy is not the actual Gary Bettman; they're just <laughs> the acting Gary Bettman. <laughs> Um, anyway, all that to say, it doesn't really matter whether you guys like wrestling or not. I just thought it would be good to remind people because it turns out a lot of people, there's a lot of crossover. A lot of people who like wrestling like this podcast. And so we kind of owe them a good episode here, guys. Okay. So the back of the box, it's your call from the opening bell to the final pin. The it's your call, a reference to the sort of career mode you have over the wrestler you choose in this game. You are uh, greeted with the nine wrestlers, and it's not uh, immediately apparent to me, at least, that there were uh, seven others. I just saw the two and thought, like, what, I can't choose between these two? (laughs) But there's, like, a weird system of, like, start means, pressing start means that you're choosing your character, not A, so that was kind of surprising. But anyway, that's not the point. Once you pick your character, you can even change the name of the wrestler to be your name or a different name or Hulk Hogan, whatever you want. That can be who the wrestler's name is. But would you guys dare to change the name? Like, they're giving you. It's a cool official name. It's not like, hey, this is Rick. No, there, there's too much There's too much already differentiating these guys and making them their own, like, character. I mean, it's not that there's, a, like, a story or anything, but they have enough of a persona that it, like, I don't need to, to customize that unless you're going to give me more to customize. 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I don't mind the uh, the the option, you know, just to just to name your character. But yeah, you're right. And it's not like it's not they're not like empty slates for you to put your personality on. They clearly have like their own uh, uh, intended characters. Right. And so, Joe, you know, I agree. It's great to have the option just for shenanigans or whatever. There's the option in every uh, RPG to also change the name of those characters. But don't tell me that you uh, changed Chrono's name to be Joe instead because you were playing. No, I I never do that. But I thought that you did that. Maybe not in Chrono Trigger, but in some early Final Fantasy games. Final Fantasy 2, for example. Uh, I I Aha! don't remember. No, 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 but I don't remember if Final Fantasy Two gives you official names. Like Final uh, Fantasy One doesn't yeah, give you Final official II, names. You have official names, don't you? I will st- say that you know I'm guilty of the first time I played Final Fantasy Seven, changing Cloud's name to Sean. So you, you get it. You, you get me. That's funny. No, I mean like it's fine because like I think Sean, I think what you were trying to say is at what age are we talking yeah, about doing when I was a that? Kid. And you were yeah, you were a young kid. Now. There are rules, <laughs> just like in life. Like you know, you grew up and you found out that you can't change the name of these Final Fantasy characters, no matter what they tell you. Yeah, just like I feel like it speaks to like some underlying problem if you if you change your if you like if you're making uh uh is there is that even an option in the newest Final Fantasy? I don't even think it is. Joe, you played it. No, I don't. Can think you, you can, ch- because yeah, you, I don't you probably because there's name. voice acting, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Like if, but if you were a thirty-two to thirty-three-year-old man, changing it to Joe, that'd be kind of weird. I, I kind of judge you. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, I do it in Pokemon, but again, it's like a <laughs> blank slate. No, yeah, character. it's supposed to be you. Or like a game, you know. I mean, I haven't ever done it in Final Fantasy VIII, but like, if I were playing like with friends for like the 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 millionth time, and I'm just like goofing around and like not having a serious playthrough, I would change the name. Right, which is great that it's there. I agree. I'm not. I, I guess I'm just saying you wouldn't dare actually change these names. And I guarantee you, the three of us in our limited time playing Tecmo World Wrestling, we did not change the names. Is that correct to assume? That is correct to assume. Okay, it is not correct on my end. Wow, uh. you would you you made it, Joe? No, I didn't make it, Joe. But we, uh, I played two player again. Actually, before I even played one player, so we were just naming our. We tried every wrestler, and we just each time. We picked one. We would just name it something silly. And then the funny thing is, is after you're done with that match and you go to pick a new wrestler, the name of the wrestler you already named stays. So like <laughs> well, by the good. end, all six or whatever wrestlers all had these just goofy, weird names. I love it. Okay, I like that. And after you choose or choose not to change the name of the character, you are given the choice of an exercise that you want to do to get stronger. Again, this is for the career mode. And, uh, you know, clearly whatever workout, just, just to get it off out of the way, the way that the workout works is you choose like, I'm going to do pushups and whether you choose to do pushups or any of the other things, it's just mash the A button. It doesn't matter what you choose. The, uh, the end result is just mash the A button as fast as you can to gain like one point of strength. And clearly these guys are doing uh, a lot more working out than just the 15 pushups I do in the game, right? Because maybe, I don't know, maybe Vince McMahon's pushing steroids in this league too, but uh, 15 pushups is not enough. Like, I thought they were really going to, like, mash the A button and watch these guys hulk out, but they barely do anything. It's the equivalent of, like, the panic exercise that I do, and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. Like, oh, this is really <laughs> bad. Like, and that's what's kind of happening here. Um. Yeah, I I wish, though, that, like, like, I think it's a cool idea. I just wish that it was more than just 
increasing your strength. I don't want there to be, I don't want it to be like, oh no, you have to, you have to do 10,000 pushups to increase, like, like the, the, the amount there is fine. My complaint is that like, it's just all three exercises are the same mini game and they all do the same thing. Yes. No, I think that I am 100% on the same page as you that they could have made it so that even if you just choose any of the three, right? Like, so push-ups obviously would increase strength, but don't even change that you mash the A button as like the thing you do. It would be ideal if they made like one was a timing thing and you have to make sure you hit A when it crosses this threshold or whatever. But even if it was just mash the A button, it should have had like different stats. So there's like a trade-off of like, do I want to do my strength or my grappling or my speed? You know, like, are those the three things I can work on? But instead, it's just now you're stronger. Of course, this only really matters anyway if you lose matches because that's the only way you'll see it again. Uh, if you win the match, uh, you don't go on to exercise. So that's a pretty neat way to balance for players who are having difficulty with the game of just like, well, yeah, you didn't win the match, but now you can gain an extra strength point or whatever in our little mini game here. Right. The the reason that I wanted it to be like not all just mash the A button is because it like it's too I don't know, does it get harder as you're get going to higher levels or is it always the same amount of like A presses to get to the next level? Because it's not even a challenging amount of A buttons though, right? Like it's not it's not a challenging amount of presses and that's what I was saying. I wasn't arguing that the amount of presses you have to do should increase. Like you should have to do 1000 push-ups. I'm saying animation-wise we should see our guy doing crazy feats, not just doing 15 <laughs> push-ups. Oh, well, sure, sure. But I, I just mean that, like, the the amount of presses is... I don't I don't think you could be trying to to get a level up and fail. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's too easy to do that really, if you, if you, you know, peel back a coat of paint, like, all you're really doing is selecting the stat you want to increase. Fine, but, like... I don't know. I guess I, I wanted it to be a little more of a challenge to be like to get the next stat. Otherwise, like just give me a screen where I where I, I allocate my point to the stat. This is also something that you see for like 20 seconds. And then you play the game. <laughs> right, right. right. We've talked about it longer than it happens. <laughs> and again, you don't see it again unless you lose. So, um, you know, how much does it really matter? It's a kind of inconsequential. Uh, so as Sean mentioned, once you do all that, then you get into the fighting. So that's obviously why people play this game. They want to wrestle other people. And we've played a few wrestling games before, and they've all had interesting ways to deal with uh, how do you how do you make a wrestling video game where all you have is four directions and two buttons. And so uh, with this one, what they decide to do is that like, yeah, you can punch and kick. Uh, from you know if you're at like a distance or whatever. But the real intricacy comes. When you grapple your opponent, or I think in the manual they refer to it as clinching. Yeah, which is, I feel like, more of a boxing thing. Right, right. And, and so maybe it's a weird translation thing or whatever. So I'm going to say grappling. And when you're in the grapple, it's kind of like you and the opponent are both hoping that your input goes through and that you're the one who's lucky enough to perform the move. But inside there, rather than like the odd approaches we've seen of like menuing, uh, your choice of like what you're gonna do. Uh, this one chose the like, you know, series of inputs, and not necessarily like, okay, Street Fighter Two style, like do a quarter hook on the you know counterclockwise, and then press the B button. It's not like that. It's just a direction and and a button. So theoretically, even if you don't know what you're doing, right? Even if you don't know the exact thing to do a body slam, 
you might just luck into it because once you get into the grapple, just hit any direction and either the A or the B button and something will happen. And maybe it'll happen for you or maybe it'll happen for the opponent. I couldn't ever quite tell why I was getting that, my That's the thing. Down. That's the thing right there. You can button mash all you want um, and you'll probably 40 to 50% of the time do something. Um, but there's just not enough feedback here for me to know, like, okay, why did I lose that? Was that because I timed it wrong? Was it because this particular grapple, uh, arrangement, like the, what I did just won't work? Um, I could definitely have used some, some like actual feedback aside from, uh, aside from just like having it happen to me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you guys said that because, uh, first of all, what you're describing is the way that I generally play any fighting or wrestling <laughs> game. Uh, so it took me a while to realize that that was happening because I just thought, like, yeah, I'm just being my normal idiot self when I play this and just mashing buttons and hoping things happen. And after a while, I was like, okay, I got to really try and, like, figure out what's doing what. And it, it didn't really change anything for me. I still felt like I didn't know what was going on. So I wasn't sure if it was just me. And I, to be fair to the game, you know, there is in the in the manual a whole bunch of combos and stuff you can do and even spe specific to the particular characters. So my question isn't like, you know, oh, how do they communicate pulling off the moves? Like, that's fine, right? Like, if I do the input for body slam, I might pull it off. There's just, as Sean was mentioning, it's not even, it could be a luck thing or it could be a like, well, if you're the guy who grabs and you put in the input fast enough, then you'll perform the move or you have a better chance of performing the move. It's not communicated to the player. And so that's what kind of becomes the weird part of the entire wrestling match because the punching and kicking gets you almost nowhere. Like you're not going to do a lot of damage. Your opponent's not looking to make this a a boxing or kickboxing match, right? They're mostly going to do grapples too. So you're just kind of running into this situation where most of the time you get into these, you know, uh, hugging matches and hope that you're the guy who slams the opponent. Yeah, because even when... So firstly, I think that it definitely takes precedence. Like if you're trying to strike, you're trying to like throw punches as he's approaching you. Like, yeah, you might hit him once or twice, but his input is going to take, I forgot the actual word for it, it's going to take, like, precedence, and he's just going to grapple you as soon as you land that hit. Like, there's no way to defend against one, and I guess, like, in a wrestling game, like, yeah, you're going to want to grapple regardless, but I think I've even initiated grapples, and it's the same animation, I think, whether you're the one to initiate or not. And then still, like, it's kind of a coin flip whether in the next couple frames you're going to be flipped over his head or vice versa. It's very, it's very hard to, to gauge. But I, I'm really just reiterating what we've just been saying. <laughs> That's fine. No, I can, I can move on from here because, you know, there's so many uh, possibilities of what can happen in that, in that grapple, right? Uh, there's just to list them off. Knee lift, brain buster, body slam, headlock, backdrop, pile driver. And then there's specific ones for the characters too. So there's so many different inputs that can happen. All that to say that that could create a very fresh gameplay experience where, you know, you're not always just doing suplexes nonstop or whatever, and that can get boring. 
or it could create a very frustrating system for those who, uh, you know, seem to be me and Sean here, can't learn the system and can't figure out why these things are happening. And so if we feel kind of powerless over the many choices we have, like, I don't know, is the body slam stronger than the backdrop or am I just doing this all for flair? Yeah, I feel like it's a game that, like, you'd have to spend a lot more time with to really familiarize yourself with that stuff. Like, it just, in the, you know, in this past week as I've been playing around with it, I just don't think I had enough time to, like, figure out, um, you know, what works best. I mean, I figured out some things and how to do certain things, and other times they don't always work, but I just never know, like, what's my best move? What's the best way to play this? And uh, I, I guess the question then becomes, like, is this a game that uh, is worth giving that amount of time. So, like, that's, you know, it it turns into that. I did appreciate, like, obviously the moment-to-moment, like, input and feedback situation is a problem, but uh, taking a step back and more, like, the the holistic view of the game and, like, how those inputs correlate to your winning or losing a match, I did appreciate that in... uh, you giving or receiving punishment, the the two life bars that you see, I guess, I don't know if they're life bars or energy bars or momentum, or the, the, it kind of acts as a proxy for momentum. Because as you're uh, taking damage, their little energy is going up too. So like the, it gives it that kind of, uh, it, it gives it the flexibility to make it sort of a back and forth match. It's just, you need to know how to do those things. <laughs> in order to take advantage of that gameplay element. But Sean, that's a great point about the way that the, uh, we'll call them energy uh, systems work, because they, they do refuel and come down, and they, they, you know, they basically are dependent on how the match is going. And so it does create a bit, a bit more of a wrestling story. Uh, I'm not trying to get uh, poetic here with it, but like, it does create a little more story than just a flat HP meter where like, okay, just first one to get down to zero because that's that's not how things work. There aren't really knockouts in in the WWE or, you know, back then in the WCW, WWF. There, you know, that, that's not a common thing to happen. You don't usually just beat the guy until he can't breathe. Usually, you know, it's like <laughs> you you know, you, you kind of like are down for a little bit, then you come back up and then usually there's like a uh, a moment where the tides turn and then you pull off the finisher and the crowd gets all amped and you do the pinfall, right? It's like there needs there needs to be a little bit of that here to communicate that. And so all that to say, everything that we've been talking about with the grappling system and just the confusing controls, the game actually, as a wrestling game, I think presentationally and control-wise, feels like a wrestling game. It kind of feels similar, even though I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. It feels similar to those... Um, THQ wrestling games from the uh, you know mid '90s, early 2000s that uh, everybody seems to love so much. It, it kind of has the early DNA of that stuff. I think you're right, and I I was probably just as bad at those as I am here. Um, I'm a little bit better now, um, but what I really liked presentationally is like that you've even got the uh, the announcer at the bottom there. Like it's moving way too fast to be able to read anything unless you're watching somebody play this game. Um, but it's got everything you'd think of like an announcer would say, like or or be it, like it's kind of like a seventy year old grandma with a blue blouse and a white uh, collar. She's got like that very faded blonde hair that's a little too thin, but you know you know that she was very attractive uh, maybe forty fifty years ago, um, and 
you got a lot more internal lore for for this announcer than I did. What? What do you mean? <laughs> I just mean that uh, I just can't believe I've been so blind until you described <laughs> it. In-game commentary provided by Tom Talker. That was the oh, best that's name. Oh, that's Tom Talker. Could, yeah, it's the best name they could come up with. Not uh, Phyllis. Not on the spot. Uh, and, Sean, you're right. I had in my notes here a bit fast, uh, but really I mean very fast because uh, as somebody who was trying to just rem- you know keep an eye on my opponent, I don't think I heard anything this guy said. Like, And obviously he's not talking uh, with voice so it's not heard i don't think i read which is even worse right if if he was talking if it was audio you'd hear it and be like oh maybe he's giving me like a tip on like what would be the next best move like oh don't let him get you in a headlock and it's like cool i'm gonna put him in a headlock right but that's not even what's <laughs> happening instead it's just uh an amazing uh you know, display of presentation, right? Yeah, there's a lot of lines written for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of lines, but it's almost like if, if you know, if we played a baseball game, right, where there was commentary the whole time, you'd be focusing on your pitching and fielding, not on the commentary. Yeah. Right, and, it, and it's funny, because in baseball, it seems a little more possible that you could read, because, like, maybe they'd be saying something, you know, in between pitches or something, but, like, in this game, like, you know, there's really not a moment where you, you 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 can look away, <laughs> so so it's even harder. And I, I I decided that like the best way to incorporate that is if you're if you're playing two player, uh, you need to have a third person to read the commentary in their commentator voice, and they can just they can read it to you. Um, but like yeah, there's no world in which I'm like yeah I'm going to try and read these fast moving comments about what I'm doing, uh, rather than look at what I'm doing. This game would have been a perfect candidate for uh, the Intellivision's Intellivoice, if only the NES had something similar. The Intellivoice was a peripheral that you actually plugged into your Intellivision and then plugged the cartridge into that, and it would create um, like a voice synthesizer for the game so that games, even that came out beforehand, they didn't require the Intellivoice. They could add voice to those games. And so that would be pretty cool if there was like, it could add, you know, via this peripheral, the voice for the commentator so that I could actually hear what he's trying to tell me. But he's not trying to tell you anything cool. He's not trying to give you tips. He's not your manager, right? He's not in your corner. Um, I feel like we need a little bit maybe of that, too. Yeah, I mean, when I think about a career mode in a wrestling game, I'm thinking of, like, the ridiculous storylines that you'd see in regular wrestling, where, like, over the course of... Uh, several matches, like you've got rivalries and stuff, and that's not really something that I think the NES can even do. So that's why I wouldn't have really called this a career mode. Um, it would be more of like a, like just a, a campaign. I don't know. The NES can totally do um, sports dramatic commentary on games because we played for nostalgia bites uh captain subasa 2 and that was like <laughs> that's true. soccer to the extreme yeah. <laughs> but joe uh sorry sean i wanted to say that you know there is a little bit not necessarily of a career mode or even like anything too big but there is a rivalry between all the wrestlers and the secret wrestler uh the blue king the manic warrior Ah, uh, uh, yes. Who, I did see this in the manual. He's teased at the end of the manual as an epilogue. It's like, it's like here's how you play the game. Here's how you operate your wrestler. Here's some bios on all the wrestlers. And there's this epilogue. 
His name is Blue King, the Manic Warrior. Rumor has it that he came in 11th place and was disqualified from the preliminary matches. Yet there is something mysterious about him. Well, if he came in 11th place, he can't be that good, right? <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, he's, the Blue King is an unplayable character that you will fight at the end of the game after you win the world title. And so there's a little bit of story there, but yeah. more like story between the manual and the game, <laughs> like not not story that was ever implied inside the game. So it's kind of like, I think it's just cool on its own, right? Like you don't need that tease in the manual. Just have him show up at the end of the game and be like, well, wasn't expecting that. That's true. I would. I think that that would add to the, yeah, that's, that's the storyline there. You're ruining it by telling us about it in the manual. Yeah, I think in the manual, you need to have, like, the hint to it. Like, in your story of this wrestling uh, league, you know, just mention somehow, like, you know, only 10 people qualified. Not like that that guy who, you know, couldn't <laughs> couldn't hack it, the Blue King, you know, or something like that. And you're like, oh, my God, it's the Blue King. It's the guy who couldn't hack it. You sound like a guy who wrote manuals before. Uh, Joe, um, you know, this character is also reminiscent of uh, the final boss of pro wrestling, Great Puma, who um, was also an unplayable character uh, that we um, that, you, that you don't get to play as afterwards. And he's the final boss of that game. So is Tecmo wrestling just stealing from pro wrestling? Pro wrestling seems to be the higher regarded game in the NES wrestling game Pantheon. But to get back to uh, just the you know, the Blue King and the uh, mystery of it all and everything. It reminded me a little bit of the Super Smash Brothers, like when you unlock a new character and it just shows their silhouette and everything. It's kind of cool. Like, you're like, oh, this person's in the game. Like, you know, you just didn't know back then. Like, but Blue King is a nobody. Like, it should have been. They should have just licensed someone's likeliness. Like Mario or something. Right, right. <laughs> or or an, a real wrestler, you know? Just like a real wrestler shows up at the end. I think about, uh, sorry if this is a spoiler for people, uh, but the Punch-Out game that came out on the Wii had Donkey Kong as the final boss, like the final, final boss instead of Mike Tyson, right? And that's kind of cool because you might be thinking like, Who's it going to be, right? Like, who? it's not Mike Tyson anymore, so who could it possibly be? And then you're shocked to find out it's Donkey Kong, right? Like, that's insane. But Blue King is like, who? From what franchise? I never heard of this guy. And then why can't I play as him after I beat him? Like, I can't unlock him? That's not cool. That's the real question there, yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So who is the coolest wrestler in the game now that it's not Blue King? Kind of like the British guy. He's got a cool vibe to him. Um, and the, the, that was the only other guy I wrestled as aside from the American Dr. Gildo that I just kept saying in my head, Dr. Guido. Um, but <laughs> I, Dr. Gildo I, looks nothing like an American though, either. Right. Like what he's wearing, like a, like a leopard mask and everything. Like, I don't, I don't identify that as an American. So you're saying anyone that wears leopard masks can't be American. 
I'm just saying a lot of these other ones are a little more like tapped into their region. Stereotypical. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and meanwhile, the American guy like isn't just like, where's the Hulk Hogan real American of this game? You know, I know I'm saying Hulk Hogan a lot, but it is like 1990s. Where's the ultimate warrior? You know, huge. Yeah, exactly. Where's the ultimate warrior of this game? Who's the closest that we get to the ultimate warrior in this game? Barely anybody. Why are like three of these guys just people, right? Uh, Akira Dragon, Jackie Lee, and uh, Pat Gordon literally just look like regular people. Aren't most wrestlers just people, though? <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, you know, I, I okay, point taken. You are correct. Um, but wh- where's the personality in that? No, you're uh, right. But, but no, you're right, actually, Sean. Don't but tell me no, I'm you're right. right. No, you're right, and here's why. <laughs> I'm looking at this as like, you know, with the hindsight of 30, 40 years of wrestling, but at the time, yeah, it was more like, pe- you know, wrestlers were like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and they just looked normal, <laughs> right? Like the they didn't... Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> you had to have normal made Normal people, up. like Ricky the <laughs> Dragon Steamboat. Oh, my God, you guys don't know Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? That's crazy. <laughs> no idea. He had the best match of all time at WrestleMania three against Macho Man. Oh, well, Macho Man. Macho Man is... Macho Man, actually, you're saying that that's less... Crazy of a nickname for a wrestler. No, no, no. I, I, I Ricky the really Dragons. Like, he's probably the. I say, yeah, it is less crazy, actually, because Macho Man. It's like, okay, I'm a wrestler. I'll be Macho and I'm a man. So, like, that's my <laughs> nickname. Well, I have no idea where. I mean, the dragon, I guess, intimidating <laughs> Steamboat. Steamboat Dragon. <laughs> is his last name Steamboat? I mean. He hits like a steamboat. <laughs> the, the common saying. Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm being. I feel like I'm being. Way too uh, unknowledgeable for the people listening. I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny though, Joe. I never thought about that, but Joe, I, I never thought that Steamboat was his last name. Like, I just thought that that was just another <laughs> cool word to be thrown I, into. I the mean, mix. I'm assuming it's not. I was just kidding. I mean, I'm assuming it's part of his nickname, right, or his stage name. Well, his real name is like Richard Henry Blood Senior. So, um, Blood is his real too. name. You're just stuck with that, Richard Blood. <laughs> Richard Blood. Um, yeah, apparently that's his that's his uh, real name. But that's like cheating. You can't go on Wikipedia and look up these people's real names. That's that's against K. Fob, right? Isn't Hulk Hogan's real name? Isn't Hulk Hogan? Is it like Bob Hogan? It's like Terry Terry Balea or something like that. Balea. Terry Bradshaw. No, no. <laughs> but Terry, right? Like, come on. That's not, that's no Hulk. That's Scary a little different, Terry. Right? When, you, when you think of Terry, right, you're thinking of a woman. I No. Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry. All right. <laughs> that's two. <laughs> that's one person, sorry. Oh, okay. Never mind. Did either of you guys try the multiplayer at all? Because it's, it's a little different, oddly. What changed? Uh, so when you're playing multiplayer, it works mostly the same as, as normal. I mean, you just, you just start a match, you each pick a character. It's not a campaign mode or anything. You just face one-on-one, but there's a bar in the middle that isn't there in the regular game that the left side has a pink bar and the right side has a blue bar. And it is constantly very quickly going back and forth or the blue bar fills up all the way. Then the pink bar pushes it all the way back and then back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, like, the animation cycle's got to be, like, one second, maybe two seconds at most. So it's happening really quickly. Um, and 
apparently, if you are doing attacks when your bar is full, you will have the advantage over your opponent and vice versa. Also, your defense will be higher. But it's happening so fast that, like, you can try. But it's like you have to, first of all, time your button press to that and also be in the position to do the move uh, or to, you know, be in a grapple and time your button press. It's hard to do. <laughs> but uh, I just thought it was interesting because it's not necessarily something that needs to be in two-player or can't be in single-player. No, that yeah, so that's what weird, I would be thinking. Weird like, that there's two versions of They're it. giving you more information for two-player when otherwise you'd be on even ground not knowing where this meter is. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that for a single-player, that would help. I mean, even if it was, like, too fast to time perfectly, I think that at least having that as a uh, as an indicator of, like, oh, you did that wrong. Um, and you could probably do that a bit better. I think that would make me less frustrated with this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does make... I hadn't even thought about the fact that that is probably running in the background invisibly in the regular game. It's pro- I'm sure they didn't change the mechanics of the game. So, yeah, why not just give you that information? And with that, we'll move on to the essential games list. Oh, come on. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> and the way you said it was so like so businessy. Yeah. Right, right. That's why I did that cuz I was like I have no flair. Before I vote for Tecmo World Wrestling here, I just wanted to say one other thing that I was going to say when we kept talking about the grappling for 15 minutes, but then Sean uh politely uh moved us in a good direction <laughs> is that the manual for the for like the combos of how to pull off these moves, whether you're uh, in the grapple or who you are playing as, the the manual has this weird thing where it shows you the D pad and it shows you the um you know the direction you're supposed to put it in, and then it has the plus sign. So I get it. I'm supposed to hit the direction plus the A button. Okay, that all makes sense and everything. Then for some of them, there's like a a triangle next to the A button. Oh yeah. And it never says what the triangle is. And I kept scanning the manual over and over again. What's the triangle mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? And then I found at the bottom of the moves list, it says that the triangle techniques may change to upside down triangle techniques, depending on the physical strength at the time. What the heck does that that mean? (laughs) Right. That doesn't, that (laughs) still doesn't explain what it, (laughs) operating the controller is what it says. It says do up on the D pad plus a triangle like no there's no triangle button i'm not sure what they were saying there i'm not happy about this and uh for that reason no no no, i'm joking um you know another thing though they keep referring in the manual they keep referring to it as the control cross not the directional yeah that you notice that too. too the control cross okay anyway on to the voting time tecmo world wrestling is presentationally pretty great by NES wrestling games. Probably um, on par with the best we've seen so far. And control-wise, you know, we, we have some issues with the grappling and stuff, but, like, you can wrestle in this game and, and feel like you're wrestling, so it's not like it's so hard, right? It's not like, a you know, it's not Street Fighter-level combos and stuff, so you're, you're doing okay from a gameplay standpoint, but I feel like 
it's still the it's still running through the same issue that a lot of fighting games on or even just like games that have the same level over and over again run into is that once you've done a match you've kind of had your fill if you're not looking for this and i wasn't necessarily looking for an nes wrestling game in 2023 and so i think even after my first match it wasn't like i experienced everything far from it but i experienced enough to kind of say like now i can say i've played this game for the podcast and obviously i did play more than one match but that's not like that's not a good comment. That's definitely not an essential games list comment to say after one bout, uh, which, by the way, these matches can go pretty long by what I guess I would think of for NES standards. They give you a seven minute time limit. Most of them you're probably going to use that time. But you're also it's like even if you don't use all that time, it's going to be at least four minutes. And is that a problem? Well, no, not for that first match, maybe not even for that second match, but it will get at you eventually, the idea of like, eh, do I really want to do another match where I'm mostly just hitting buttons with zero feedback, and it's going to take me like five minutes just to pin this guy? The answer is probably going to be no, just throwing it out there, and that's also why it's going to be no for the Essential Games list for me. Sean? Yeah, I agree that this that this is probably the best looking wrestling game that we've had here, and it it's got all of the sort of tertiary things that I would want in an NES wrestling game. The ridiculous announcer is is like so good, but is really only good if you're like playing for somebody to watch. <laughs> um, and, you know, even though these characters aren't the most uh, unique or the, or the most characterized, but at least like it's more than just like, oh, here's blue pants guy and red pants guy. It's just the wrestling itself just doesn't make any sense to me. Like again, some of the other stuff in the wrestling itself kind of does. Like the whole uh, jumping off the ropes to jump off the ropes. You can. It's pretty easy to get onto the uh, to to get onto the pylon to, to to do like a cool like elbow drop or whatever. But the bread and butter actually trying to wrestle is really not working for me. So, yeah, not essential. Joe? Yeah, a lot of similar thoughts here. Um, I think this is one of the better, if if not one of the best wrestling games we've played on the NES, which I think, if nothing else, just kind of speaks to the kind of sorry state of most wrestling games we've played so far because this didn't... This, this was pretty lackluster to me. I, I I do think it was like fun for a minute, but I agree with both of you. Like I think that at first, uh, like after that first match, you're kind of like, okay, I get it. I've played it. Do I want it? Do I really want to keep going? And it's I need more feedback, you know. So I I I won't I won't drag this on. Obviously, I'm not voting it essential, but uh, better than other wrestling games. <laughs> Some other. For the record, and we've played a few now. I I would say that the best wrestling game was um. The pro wrestling game uh, I that I mentioned earlier with Great Puma, uh, that was just a, and I think that was a Nintendo one too, so it kind of makes sense that they gave it some extra love since they were handling it for their uh, console. But that's not to say that wrestling games can't be on the essential games list because next week we have another wrestling game. Oh, we're going to be playing no. WCW Wrestling, and we're going to oh, be talking about it again. And no. that one we're going to actually have to mention people by name, and you guys are going to have to know these people because they're, um, they're real wrestlers. <laughs> oh, okay. That sounds fun. 
The good news <laughs> is is that at least it's not another WWF wrestling game. Is it's Sting WCW, in it? so new wrestlers. Uh, I don't know if Sting was there at that time. Um, oh. Let's see, I like 1990. It's a good question. They were acquiring a lot of people, so I think Sting would have been in there by now. Hell yeah! You know, I I bet you know who else is in there though. Uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. I was gonna say Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> mm. And then, just in case you're still interested in other uh, episodes of Nostalgia, they're all free. You can go back and listen to them all. But if you wanted to get the true wrestling experience and have a pay per view. Well, we have a subscription service for that. <laughs> uh, it's called patreon.com slash nostalgia. And for just $5 a month, uh, every month we release one pay-per-view. Uh, and this month is Parodius. Uh, Parodius, get a load of this. Not even a Famicom game. Not even an NES game. We don't even have rules what? for this anymore. Right. Why are we playing this game? You'll just have to tune in to find out. See the special bonus offer in the manual of this game? Oh, the the like the you send a sticker in. Yeah, well, it says collect the te- Tecmo Game Pack ID badges for Tecmo World Wrestling. Save them when you've collected five total. You can stick them in you know the seal, whatever, mail them, and you will receive a special bonus offer. It will be a gift you can share with your family and friends. Yeah, I did read that. I was wondering if maybe it was like food. Like, they'd send you, like, some candy with Tecmo, like, on it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so vague. And I, I don't know if there's... I, I wonder if it's Googleable at this point. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. But we might have to... Anyone that has that has sent in these little cut-out, like, box-top things, uh, let us know what you got from Tecmo. And share it. We know, we know it's a gift you can share. 